Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. This turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned in to episode 157, 357 Magnum with no kickback. So, welcome to 157 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Hopefully, everybody had a great Memorial Day. Um, hopefully, you got to hang out with friends, family, visit the cemetery for your loved ones that ain't here no more. Uh, rest in peace to everybody that we done lost know who've been serving the country and uh for the folks that we just lost in our family and our friends you know what i'm saying and those that touched our lives uh, you know what i end up doing i was at work right so everybody had a three-day weekend turning up and uh i was at the plantation for about what 13 14 hours something like that but um you know that paycheck would be nice uh once it hits next week so i ain't complaining too much about that um i've seen a lot of people complaining online a lot of black omaha folks uh complaining online this is before we get started on the summer jam screen about trash ass um power 106.9 uh their am show so they got rid of uh was it big boy in the morning and then um so now they got a couple of local jokers on there um and people are just kind of fed up i didn't know folks were still fucking with terrestrial radio um like that um but I know the Breakfast Club, they doing their thing. And Big Boy out in L.A., I think he's on 92.3 out there. Uh, he's doing his thing out there. And, uh, yeah, so right here in the Omaha area, I've seen a lot of folks uh, been complaining lately about how trash the morning uh, show is. So I'm going to ask y'all, should I throw my hat in the ring and maybe, you know, reach out to some folks over there because i know a couple of people at, at uh power um so maybe i should holler at them and see if uh we can bring that good old do rags and boat shoes humor and some of the topics i talk about can we bring that on over to terrestrial radio but you know if we do that you know we'll set the city on fire a lot of people gonna be mad and tight and be like who the hell is this goddamn race baiter on my goddamn radio right now you know <laughs> they be talking that that good shit right there uh but you know whatever to uh keep the lights on you know what i'm saying i would keep them damn lights on but uh i don't know who these folks are i, I went on power 106.9 fm uh, dot com and tried to check out who these folks were and uh i've never heard of these two people it's a it's a brother and a, a white woman and uh, i watched a video and i was just like oh this is what folks dealing with in the morning from 6 to 10 a.m huh but i know after 10 oh girl uh the dj shorty she be doing her thing like she be, she be spinning some mixes she be she be killing it um so i'm gonna see i might holler at some people over there 
and because I already got some ideas and things like that. But I, I think I'll holler at some people and uh, see see what happens. I know I gotta be you know rated PG for the you know for the terrestrial radio. Um, but you know I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I might send a little audition over or something like that. But uh, I know a, a few things to you know get the city talking and. Uh, you know, actually engage the listeners in the morning and, you know, drop some game. You know, people want to, they want to laugh in the morning. They want to think and, you know, they want to learn something. You know what I'm saying? So if you could make somebody laugh, they can learn something. They can critically think about something that they ain't never thought about before. Hell, you got them on, you know, you got them on the hook. And, you know, you can get to Omaha, you know, Omaha folks get to work, you know, in anywhere in the city, 20, 25 minutes. So, you know, you ain't got that much time, but, you know, hopefully we'll get to the point where folks will just be like, you know what, I need to go back and see if I can listen to a replay of, you know, Wednesday show or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So, but anyways, I just I just thought that was interesting. Um, a lot of folks, you know, I've been seeing on Facebook and uh, not Instagram, but Facebook and Twitter, you know, kind of talking about how trash the morning radio is. I didn't know folks was fucking with the radio like that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I didn't really know. So I thought people was just, you know, kind of tuning into those Breakfast Club interviews on YouTube and, you know, or on their podcast and listening to podcasts and, you know, fucking with my show and things like that. Um, and yo, shout out to y'all out there because I'll be telling y'all to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend. And, uh, you know, those downloads are going up. I was checking my pod track. Uh, so I appreciate that. And I just had um, a couple of people hit me up about um you know monetizing the podcast i've had people hit me up before but these are a couple of legit uh firms so-called uh, firms that's uh that hit me up and i think they noticed you know the numbers going up so if y'all continue to do that i appreciate that and uh if y'all see me you know if y'all hear you know um the selling hope like dope portion is being sponsored by preparation h i need y'all to use my coupon code to buy some ass cream you know and heal them hemorrhoids all right but anyways let's go ahead and get started on that good old summer damn jam screen uh it looks like um this is for black Omaha, so Omaha and my folks down north. Well, all Omaha, you know, because I know some of y'all don't live down north. But anyways, uh, that plastic bag ban, you know, it looks like it's been vetoed by our mayor, Mean Gene Stothard. Uh The initial ban, it would have took taken place in 2022, you know, banning retailers in a city that were over 10,000 square feet. So like all of your bakers. Uh, your Wally Worlds, your Targets and shit like that from having single-use plastic bags. And the proposal actually passed barely uh, four to three, but with the veto, um, the city council actually needs a fifth vote to actually push it past uh, the mayor's veto. So at the city council meeting before the vote, they had, you know, uh, citizens talk about it. I think some uh, actual some kids talked about it, some teenagers. And then they actually had a, manu- a plastic bag manufacturer, you know, they talked about don't ban it yet. And then the mayor was talking her shit, talking about we need to think this through and try to come up with a better solution as far as, far as, the re- as, far as these retailers and things like that. And I think the only thing she's scared of is these retailers, you know, trying to, um, charge Omaha's, you know, uh, you know, a pretty penny, you know, for some reusable bags and things of that sort. So um, they need a fifth vote, you know, to kind of push it past that mayor's veto. 
And I'm all for the plastic bag, man. Um, I mean, man, we got a cabinet right now just full of plastic bags. But I think that's just black folks in general. We always had that, you know, that that cupboard or that uh, cabinet, you know, just under a sink or somewhere in the kitchen, you know, just full of plastic bags. And we use them plastic bags for lunch bags. Um, you know, use them on your hair if it's raining or something, or if you got a conditioner kind of sitting in there, you ain't got no bonnet. <laughs> or, uh, you know, we use them for uh, little trash bags, you know, and them, uh, them little ass uh, trash cans that we have like in the bathrooms and shit like that. I know it's dusty as fuck. Uh, or, um, you know, just, we just keep, I don't know why we have so many, but we do. But, you know, people come over your house and, you know, you had a cookout or something like that or Thanksgiving, you know, they fix them. You know, you always had that cousin, you know, or the uncle or that auntie that, you know, really only you, they can't cook. So they brought like the ice, but they taking the most plates and they use one of them plastic bags in the cupboard. You know, they got two dessert plates and three uh, leftover plates, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we always do that. But. I'm just saying I'm, I'm all for the band just because it takes so long for them goddamn bags to break down. And have y'all ever, you know, seen how Walmart employees bag shit up? Now, they always have that thing that says, like, think six. So you're supposed to put, like, six items in the bag. But they put two to three items per bag. So if you got some groceries, they're going to give you enough plastic bags to fill a king-size mattress. You know, and uh, I'm going to tell you something. My wife, she loves her reusable bags. You know, we be looking like tree huggers at the grocery store. You know, she even got reusable produce bags. That's how tough my wife be in the game. But so, I mean, on our end, we ain't going to have any issue with this ban. You know, if it goes through, uh, only issue would be actually the raising prices, you know, to cover the cost of those more recyclable bags. Because, you know, retailers will, you know, raise up the price of items, you know, by a few pennies. To kind of cover the cost of them issuing like uh, paper bags, more paper bags, or you know, giving out reusable bags and things of that sort. But you can always get some very sturdy and nice uh, reusable bags at like a TJ Maxx or a Marshalls and shit. They have them right by the register, and they and sometimes they just give them away. Like um, TJ Maxx and Marshalls, uh, they also own a place called Sierra Trading Post. And uh, I guess they were just doing some kind of promo or something. I remember about a month ago or two months ago, I bought some sneakers. And that's what I do. I buy sneakers from those places and, I, you know, sell resell them on eBay, you know, for, you know, $30, $40 more. And um, and uh, they, they gave me like a big, nice Sierra Trading Post reusable bag. So, I mean, it ain't that much pricey, but... You know, I understand trying to save the environment and shit like that, but I would just tell my fellow black Omahans and just regular Omahans, uh, you know, just start stacking up your reusable bags. And I know some places like Target, they'll give you like five cents off per bag. So, I mean, you, you ain't going to be in that bitch, you know, with like 20 reusable bags, but hey, you might. You never know. You never know. You might do some grocery shopping there and you know, picking up some more shit, some back-to-school clothes, and doing some grocery shopping, so shit, there you go, you got a dollar off something, so you got some bananas for free, or some shit like that, think of it like that, but, um, let's move on, we still on talking about some Omaha topics, um, the city has introduced the barnacle, all right, so this is, it's like an open suitcase device that sticks to your windshield, and they will use this if you have too many parking tickets or if your plates are expired. All right. 
Uh, now, Omaha, you know, has been a dinosaur when it comes to parking fines. You know, it's always just been $16. I think even since I was a kid, it's been $16 for a parking ticket. Now, Omaha drivers, you know, are going to face a new set of parking fines that start at 16 bucks. You know, some tickets will be $32, like for blocking a fire hydrant. And then you're going to get a $100 ticket for expired plates. And then fees will be based on uh, the severity of the infraction. So, and there's also, there's going to be a $6 discount, you know, if you pay the ticket within uh, 48 hours. So if you got like that $16 parking ticket, you pay it within the two days or whatever, they're going to charge you just $10, all right? And the city will keep in place a $20 late fee for payments made after uh, 30 days or more. All right, now back to this barnacle. Now this device can be lifted, you know, once you pay your fines or your tickets via an app, or you call into a local number and pay over the phone. Uh, the barnacle gets attached if you have three or more unpaid tickets. Uh, once it's attached, you got 24 hours to pay, or your vehicle is towed. So then you gotta pay that impound fee plus your tickets. Now I know folks will get bent out of shape, but I hope the revenue generated from these new fees will, you know, actually lead to getting rid of this damn dining and entertainment tax. You know, shit is getting real old paying 9% for a fucking McChicken. It's getting old. It's getting old out here. And so that barnacle thing is pretty much like a open suitcase and they stick it to your driver's side. Now you can, you know, keep rolling with your head out the window. You know what I'm saying? Uh facing the elements if you want to but you know i think that's uh i don't know I, I don't know how that's gonna work i know some folks you know somebody will figure out you know that i think it's like a four to five digit code or something that you punch in to uh, get that shit up off for your thing and so somebody might be there all night just punching in different codes and finally lift that bitch so who knows or or they might you know after they probably one of those things after you pay over the phone or you pay on the app it generates a um a code you know right there on the spot you know for it to unlock so it's probably like you know connected via you know some kind of free wi-fi or some shit like that price on wi-fi frequency and then it's just like okay this code is generated this person paid the fine okay right then and there instead of you know each one being set to a different four or five digit code but who knows who fucking knows right um but i know as far as uh the fine that hundred dollar fine for them old plates I know y'all better step y'all game up because um, I seen the motherfucker when I was out on my route. I was on uh, 90th and Maple. A motherfucker still had them metal uh, plates. Uh, metal, M-E-A-D-O-W. You know, with them flowers and the green on it, the yellow and the green plates. Now, we didn't have these goddamn plates that we have now with the uh, the state statue on it. Or the, or the guy looked like he jacking off, but he actually trying to harvest some food in his bag. But it looked like he playing with his dick and his drawers. We didn't have that goddamn uh, license plate for, what, three years now? Going on three years? Because I think the sticker was initially white, then it's black, and now it's red. So, yeah, I think it's been three years. And this motherfucker's riding around here, and I see him. And it surprised me to see somebody this close in the heart of the city on 90th and Maple to be riding with them goddamn uh, white, yellow, and green plates that we didn't had back in, what, 2016? 
in 2015 because then 2016 is when they introduced the new ones yeah because it's uh some kind of anniversary of, of something so yeah you, you didn't had them plates on there for four years and you've been riding dirty that goddamn long you ain't got a ticket so you know as soon as that person gets pulled over your car is going in the impound that's pretty much how they play it because if you over so many months or even close to a year they throw your shit in the impound until you pay for your plates so that's why you know when niggas uh you know you got 30 days to get your plates so uh niggas will play dumb you know because a lot of times you will go hit up the bootleg uh man or some shit like that and uh <clears throat> i know they locked the the main brother up some years back but there's a there's some few more that uh popped up on the scene and a few of these uh these folks and it ain't brothers either i'm gonna tell you that right now a few of these folks work at uh, some of these car places and get you some of the transits for the little lizzo you know what i'm saying but anyways um so you, you have that 30 days to get your place but i know what a lot of brothers do you know what i'm saying after they didn't you know it might take them two or three months to uh you know stack up you know that you know nineteen hundred two thousand dollars you know three thousand dollars if you can bought a truck or some shit like that you know it take you a minute to stack it up you can't stack it up in a month because you got bills and shit right and so after they get them fake uh, transits put on there then they go to the dmv to finally get their plates and you got to pay like a late fee and shit like that the lady at the dmv gonna ask you you know uh have you been driving this vehicle or something like that you she'll ask why you you know so late and shit like that and be and that's when you just lie straight to their face and be like oh no the car wasn't running at all <laughs> that's that's what you gotta say that's literally what you say it's been sitting in the shop or it's been sitting back at the dealership because something was wrong with it there was some kind of issue so it's just been sitting for these past couple months and then they just be like oh okay all right you know and boom and you pay these little late fees for the two months and it ain't that bad the, the late fee is but if it's creeping up on a year and you get pulled over they impound your shit and then you gotta go get your plates and then you come back with your with the pink slip and then you got to pay all them goddamn fees per day because i think it's initially what 200 bucks to get it up out the impound but then they charge you per day so many dollars and it's just a fucking ripoff so now i see what is it there's a charger there's a some kind of little suzuki suv type thing it's an older thing and then there's like a couple of suburbans and i see this suburb the two suburbans there's like a gray one and a black one. I'll be, I'll tell y'all, I'm a, I'm a truck driver, so I'm on the road. I'm on the freeway fucking, you know, 10 hours a day. But so I'm on, so there's that Charger and them two Suburbans. They always be out in the white flight area. So out in Sarpy County. So that's how they getting away with it. Ain't nobody really tripping on them. But that goddamn Suzuki thing, I saw like on 90th and Maple or whatever, that just blew my fucking mind. I'm like, you have some audacity. And you know as a white male driving that shit, right? So this motherfucker driving around with expired tags from four years ago that ain't even got the new design on it. Ain't tried to throw, you know, a new sticker on there. Ain't tried to throw some bootleg plates on it. Ain't even tried to throw some entrances on that bitch. He just like, fuck it, I'm rolling. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, with these new fines and these this barnacle thing, they really gonna try to make a statement and generate some revenue for the city. So y'all better be careful out here. So I know some of my listeners outside of the city just like, no, what the whitest motherfucker always the past two episodes been talking about a city. That's because I fucking love my city. So calm the fuck down. So moving on. 
have y'all heard about the news about this Harriet Tubman on a $20 bill? I know y'all know about her being on a $20 bill, but this won't happen anytime soon, according to reports uh, under the this uh, the Cheeto in Chief administration. So the Treasury Secretary, uh, Steve Munchin, Munchin or whatever, I don't pronounce his name. He said uh, this past Wednesday uh, that the bill would be postponed until at least 2026. Uh, it wouldn't be in circulation until 2028. And the reason, you know, the Treasury Secretary, he's just a punk bitch. That's all it is. You know, he wants to wait until Trump is out of office because of how critical the Cheeto in Chief has been of the $20 bill, even calling it, and I quote, pure political correctness. And he was, you know, out here been praising Andrew Jackson and shit like that. So the Cheeto in Chief even suggested that they could do something like putting Harriet Tubman on the goddamn $2 bill. Bruh. You know, I feel like this tactic from the Cheeto in Chief, you know, has been used all of his so-called business life. You know what I'm saying? This bullying tactic and uh, bullying and whining to get his way where it gets to the point where people anticipate it so much that they just don't even want to deal with him and his bitch fits. Like, that's what I think, uh, you know, why they call him such a good businessman, which is some bullshit because, you know, it's just all hype. All hype. Now... There is that Harriet Truck, uh, Tubman Tribute Act, and that calls for the bill to be printed earlier than 2026, but it's still a bill that hasn't been passed or anything like that. Uh, but I just thought that was fascinating that the Treasury, he said that, you know, he didn't want to, you know, do it because he didn't want to make it a big deal uh, because of how uh, the cheater in chief reacted to it. That's just some punk bitch shit right there, and that's just you. You know, you probably didn't want to see that uh, sister on that bill anyway. Uh, your goddamn self, you just using that as an excuse with your punk ass. Uh, that's pretty much all I gotta say. And speaking of punk asses, did you see that Cam Cole Hart? Cam Cole Hart. <laughs> did y'all see that Negro that was clout chasing on uh, IG a few days ago, and then he got his ass handed to him by the baby and his security team at the louis store that didn't make no damn sense i guess they they're both from what north carolina or some shit like that and this nigga this cam cohort cam cohort <laughs> this negro he was on there holding up his phones like look at the baby look at the baby talking all that shit look at it and he thought shit was sweet why you taking all that stuff off you know just he he was just i think his dick got hard because he was thinking of how many followers he about to get just for trying to troll in real life and this is what happens when you think shit is cute and sweet on the internet and i want this to be a lesson to the trolls out there when y'all talking to motherfuckers crazy and you know how bitch made you are so you talking that rah-rah shit online and so you think the person you talking that rah-rah shit to is bitch made like you. So if y'all ever link up, it's just one of them things where y'all just high capping. You know, y'all just going off at the mouth and ain't nothing gonna happen. But this man got the brakes beat off of him. Y'all seen on the, the babies, uh, 
uh, uh, not Snap, but IG. He, this man's face, nose was bloody. He didn't know where he was. His ass was hanging out in his drawers, and he didn't have his pants on. They didn't beat this man up out his pants. Now, I don't know if y'all seen how Cam Cole Hall, Cam Cole Hall, I don't know if y'all seen how he squared up when he threw that first punch, but that just showed me this nigga ain't never been in a fight before. This nigga hands, he balled up his fist and had his hands at his chest instead of blocking his chin so he don't get knocked the fuck out, right? And then you just see him try to throw this weak ass punch and all of a sudden the camera starts flipping and then it goes to the baby and he's just like, Cam Cole Hall, Cam Cole Hall, stand up. Pick your pants back up. And uh, this man just was there just looking lost and then, you know, what was it, uh, about an hour later when he came to his senses, the Cam Cole Hall, he, uh, he, he was in the car talking about y'all scratching. And so he didn't get his ass whooped enough. That's what that shows me. They didn't, you know, they cleared him out, floored him out, beat him up out his pants. But he didn't get the shit beat out of him. This man didn't literally shit on himself because he was in the car talking about, you know, it's about a, almost an hour late to me. Y'all scratching, y'all scratching, you know, look at this, look at this. And this man still was, you know, trying to clout chase. So that just showed me that the baby and the security team, they didn't beat the brakes off of him, you know, that badly. You know what I'm saying? So they should have just beat the plum shit out of this man until he shitted himself didn't want to be on the internet anymore right because this nigga's now taking this l as a w because he's like oh shit people know my name now you know what i'm saying so it was a win-win situation for him either way in this climate that we're in right uh so if he would have knocked out the baby um he would have you know been heralded as some kind of hero or some shit like this but he survived an ass whooping and the baby got on IG and was like, Cam Cole Hall, you know, making fun of him. And so people just going to come on his page just trolling. But he's just like, oh, shit, I got more followers. And I just don't know how you niggas equate followers over dollars. I just it's not even equated, but how you put two and two together. You know what I'm saying? Followers over dollars. It just makes no fucking sense to me. And that just boils down to this era of male attention whores that we have. Right. You know what I'm saying? I seen a meme that was funny as fuck. It was a clown, you know, a picture of a clown yelling. And somebody just put the captions like, I'm making moves in silence. Hey, look over here. I'm making moves in silence. That's that's how, that's pretty much, that's the truth. Instead of just popping up with some fly shit, how you supposed to do it. You know, niggas just like, I'm over here doing this. And y'all ain't doing that. And, I, you know, I make my moves in silence and shit like that. And just... You know, I think with somebody like me, I guess I'm just old school and I, you know, I know niggas who gotten, you know, they homes kicked in and, you know, gotten pistol whipped, you know, just for, you know, coming out the house in some clean ass sneakers, you know what I'm saying? Niggas and run it, ran up in their apartments and shit like that, pistol whipped them and took their little dope and shit like that or, you know, just rolled by and jacked the nigga just because they knew he was, you know, slanging and, you know, pushing them, uh, them little uh, soapy rocks, you know what I'm saying? But... I don't know. It's just, it, I, I just seeing that the baby situation in the camp called her. <laughs> uh, I just, I just feel like the old nigga now. Like I just feel like the old ass dude now. It just, 
I don't know, it's just fascinating to me that, you know, everybody is just kind of, you know, looking at, you know, the Kanko Hall, like he done took a W, you know what I'm saying, just like he out here doing his thing now, but, you know, I guess it's mission accomplished, you know, I guess there's no such thing as bad publicity, but, you know, uh, I'm going to leave it to my nigga Hove. Hove, what you got to say? Don't be the next get tested on that Summer Jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. All right, thank you, Tyrone Biggums, for that lovely intro of Selling Hope Like Dope. So, Selling Hope Like Dope, uh, there's more... Um, I'm not going to say gentrification, but there's more improvements happening on uh, down north. So, that... Uh, I don't know how how many of y'all know, but down there off of it's about 27th and Pratt, maybe. Um, so a few blocks northeast of uh, Timeout Chicken, there is um, a walk bridge that leads you over to them towers off of a uh, 24th and evans so the evans tower over there so there's like a walk bridge that kind of leads you over that way kind of leads you over there to uh tw north 24th so it's about 28th and pratt i'm gonna say um but anyway so there's going they're going to turn that into a light bridge and they're going to like redevelop uh that whole little area down there on that dead end street i used to date a chick that uh lived down off of uh, off of Pratt down there and uh, she had a creepy neighbor and I never used to be uh, uh, digging in their trash and shit and then uh, a couple times he done stole some clothes off their clothesline this was like back in the day this shit this was shit this is about what about 15 years ago <laughs> that nigga crackhead now but uh, I think he was uh, fucking with that sherm uh, back then though <laughs> I really said Sherm, God. Oh man, y'all know I'm old. <laughs> nigga said Sherm. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so they go. <laughs> turn that they're gonna turn that uh they're gonna turn that bridge because it goes over 75 north uh those bridges that we always see and it leads over to the evans towers and um and that light bridge is actually a part of a bike path that's gonna run from uh down north to downtown so it's going to be in development real soon and it'll include that light bridge where uh the pedestrian pedestrian bridge on pratt street is and um i don't know man it's just uh crazy for me to see that this is turning into that uh a light bridge and it's going to be like all beautified and all this stuff i don't know if beautified is a word because i know back in the days hoes used to use that bridge to dip from the cops or uh, run up in them towers and hide from the sweeps that, that's that's just what's crazy to me that they gonna turn this whole bridge into like this i think it's gonna kind of look like the pedestrian bridge where it's gonna be lit up the way so uh white folks won't be scared to use that bike path on the north side of the city but it's just crazy to me just to think like when i was a kid that's where where the hoes used to just run up I used to be like the, the the deuce used to just be full of hoes just and I mean literal hoes like selling pussy uh, up and down the deuce foe 
and they kind of cleaned it up now like you don't see too many uh women on the track down there now um just because they got so much redevelopment going on down there so they kind of cleaned it up you might see a couple of chicks down there selling pussy but it ain't too many and um so what i'm getting at is just it's just wild to me to see all these plans coming in place because that area has been neglected for so long so long um and i don't know you know i'm kind of excited to see it but at the same time i just hope it doesn't displace you know the folks who've been living here for so damn long you know what i'm saying it's it's one of those things where i'm conflicted like i'm all for the improvements and things of that sort um but just don't you know start forcing the people out raising a rent uh you know raising you know their property taxes and things of that sort um just because you know you got new developments coming in and you want to bring in a different class of people because folks really they folks really want to they they're tired of living out in these white flight areas i think that's what it is and you know a lot of these folks want to come back and be in the heart of the city especially you know folks around my age you know the folks who have a career who are you know in their uh late 20s or you know to their i say that that 28 to 40 crowd you know just that that age range of groups who just kind of know what they want and you know they're making a decent living and things of that sort and so but they don't want to be out in them white flight areas and them goddamn cookie cutter houses every goddamn house on the block looks exactly the same and you ain't nothing out there but strip malls and chipotles and shit like that so that gets old pretty damn quick and so i think folks want to come back to the central part of the city to the east side of the city um just because there's so much development going on it's just the heart of the city the soul of the city is down north i don't care what anybody says it's just it's just dope it is i I know it's a lot of poverty over here uh where i'm living at just down north but it's just it's dope like the people are just dope it's just good vibes um you know folks make the best out of their situation they just always you know just keep fighting a good fight so i just don't want to see these folks because i just get the feeling that what we're going to see is you know we're gonna see all this development and shit like that but then the rent hike's gonna start um and these mixed income developments are going to you know start becoming you know more and more rates are going to increase and then these people who are paying more than their neighbors are going to start complaining about the people on the fixed incomes and things of that sort and then they're going to start giving them vouchers to move out west in some apartment complex and then that's when you have just reshuffling of poor folks and just moving further out west um so that's just i don't know i just don't want to see that happen but um We'll see what happens with this goddamn light bridge, but that's what's crazy to me. Like, hoes used to just use that to dip from the cops. And that's what's just, man. And now they turn it into a fucking bike path and a light bridge. That's wild to me. It's wild. But I say selling hope like dope uh, just because I'm just skeptical of all this progress. That's what I'm skeptical of. That's just because ain't nobody ever cared about black folks uh, down north. Nobody not at all you know what i'm saying so we'll see what happens what's going on with all this investment and shit like that but that's been selling hope like damn dope
This portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, hey yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? Alright, so moving on to holding this L, we have to give it to um this guy. I don't do y'all know who uh CJ Pearson is? Uh this is a little high yellow uh Negro who's on the uh Republican plantation. You see what I did there? A lot of those uh black Republicans, they they love to uh, come at black folks who know who they are and uh, say that they're on a democratic plantation uh, I've had a few of them tell me that and I've had white folks tell me that then I call them out so I'm like oh so you're saying that I'm a slave you're saying I'm a black slave in America right now then they just usually end up blocking me um this used to happen all the time like when the cheeto in chief got elected and shit like that and i was you know tweet just some random things like if when he first got elected even if you just you could have typed in i'm at the trump international hotel or some shit like that you would have a maggot uh come into your mentions and uh attack you over some shit that you said you know what I'm saying? And they love to call people snowflakes, uh, but these people are softer than wet tissue. But anyway, so you have this Negro, this young uh, high school Negro named CJ Pearson, and uh, he, he loves he loves being that um, that black friend, you know, uh, that racist white folks can point to and be like, hey, I'm not racist. I have a black friend. He's all he's that black friend. You know what I'm saying? So this is a young Negro um, who uh, thinks that he's being this smart, uh, forward thinking young man and being on the right. But he's actually just being groomed to be a coon. That's just pretty much what it boils down to. And uh, he pretty much got his uh, Negro wake up call on uh, Twitter. So there was a there's a kid named Kyle Kashuv. Uh, he was uh, one of those uh, Parkland shooting uh, victim survivors, but he's on the right, right? So he's uh, he's he's he was one of those Parkland kids, I believe, Parkland kids, um, and he uh, survived the shooting. And uh, let me pull this up real quick. So he, he uh, let me pull this up real quick. Um, Oh, he was a survivor of the Stoneman Douglas High School shooting. I'm sorry. Um, but they call him... Uh... Wait, yeah, that was in Parkland. Yeah, that was in Parkland. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Oh, I'm tripping. Yeah, I was right. That's just the name of the school, Stoneman Douglas, that happened in Parkland. Um, so he's one of these kids who, you know, um, he has, though, he's advocated... Um, you know against the uh for the stop of the school violence act and shit like that um he's a very pro-gun person and uh just on the far right you know and uh you know this made republicans dicks hard when they saw this little guy and they propped him up and this is somebody who just wants to be contrary to be contrary because the other parkland survive survivors are fighting for advocacy you know for um um you know tougher uh, gun laws, you know, to get them out the hands of the mentally ill and hold people accountable to be responsible gun owners. So, this is somebody who wants to be uh, 
um, you know, contrary to contrary. So uh, to be contrary, you know, uh, a contrarian, you know, one of them people, you know, to cash out and shit like that. Like black Republicans pretty much are like that. They just want to cash out. You know what I'm saying? I, I believe 90% of them don't believe the bullshit that they be spewing. But white folks eat that shit up so they cash out. It's just like that uh, that black, that Afro-Latina woman who uh, wore that uh, MAGA dress at the Grammys. She used to be a staunch uh, Obama supporter and shit like that. And then I think there's actually footage of her shitting on the Cheeto in chief uh, for his birtherism and shit like that. And then she figured out, okay, these albums ain't selling. I got to do what I can to keep the lights on. And America, white Americans love a coon uh, so they can hide their racism behind me. So I will be their racist shield. So that's what she's doing. So that's what a lot of black Republicans doing. But this uh, Kyle Kashuf, this Parkland survivor. So video circulated uh, of him calling uh, black uh, student athletes nigger jocks. Right. And so CJ Pearson called him out about it on Twitter. And uh, he got his wake up call. CJ Pearson got his nigger wake up call. That's what he did. You know, so many times. Um, some of these uh, rose colored glasses coons, you know, they think shit is all good as long as they keep on shitting on black folks and other uh, victims of uh, racism, white supremacy. They think if they can keep on shitting on them and, you know, kicking that bootstrap logic, they'll be that one magical Negro that uh, will be, be indoctrinated into the system of racism, white supremacy. But the only thing they are is a mascot for the system of racism, white supremacy to mask, you know, racism, uh, blatant racism, white supremacy in your face. It's just, you know, like I said before, that one black friend. But anyways. So uh, this Kyle Kashuf, this is the Parkland survivor. He was uh, there was a video surface of him calling, like I said, black student athletes nigger jocks and all this other stuff. So C.J. Pearson was like, "Yo, dude, you need to fucking apologize for that." And so people were hitting C.J. Pearson up like, "Oh, you need to do this in, pir in private. You're dividing the right. Uh, you guys are the new face of the right. You guys are so young." Blah blah blah. Like there's like 16 and 18 both of them. Like okay, yeah, they're leading the right fucking losers uh, but um so that's that was most of the comments uh the replies to uh cj's tweet and cj even said i tried to reach out to him in private but he keeps avoiding me right and that's because you're the fucking mascot you are the republican negro mascot that's what you should change your title to in twitter that's what it should be i know you're only 16 but i'm gonna give you some game being 19 years older than you so you need to heat this game and soak this game up in you because you are a pretty smart young man and i know you're trying to play the game to play it you know what i'm saying and maybe have a political career but you being a mascot for racism white supremacy this early in the game is gonna have you fucked up in the game most people do this on the back end when they've been a failed politician or a failed radio talk show host or something or a failed author or shit like that that's when uh, you see negroes start crossing over and becoming old coons but 
you just becoming a young high yellow coon but anyways so this kyle kashoo guy finally apologized he said i have recently been made aware of screenshots circulating and include offensive comments former classmates and i made a few years ago long before the shooting i want to address this with honesty and transparency we were 16 year olds making idiotic comments using callous and inflammatory language in an effort to be as extreme and shocking as possible i'm embarrassed by it but i want to be clear that the comments i made are not indicative of who i am or who i've become in the years since the past year has forced me to mature and grow in an incredibly drastic way my world like everyone else's in parkland was turned upside down on february 14th when your classmates your teachers and your neighbors are killed it transforms you as a human being i see the uh, world through different eyes and embarrassed by the petty flipping kid representing those screenshots so it must have been uh, some I don't know, maybe some text messages he sent. I believe those I've gotten to know since uh, since know that I'm a better person than that. I can and will do better moving forward. So he just tried to get some empathy for being a school shooting survivor. So um, let's see here. So CJ tweeted out a lot. He said... Uh, he was shitting on the apology. He said, I've got messages from prominent black conservatives across the nation who are hanging their head in shame today. We lay it all out on the field for this movement, only for some of you to find it appropriate to tell us to disregard flagrant racism and accept half apologies. I want you all to keep that that first one that I, uh, that first tweet that I just read from CJ Pearson. He says, I'm speaking up about this, not because I have gained, I have anything to gain, because in all honesty, I have far more to lose, but because it is right, because I have integrity, principles that seemingly too many on our side have forgot we hold. Over the course of the past year, due to the incredible work of folks like Real Candace O, so that's Candace Owen, Owens, the Officer Tatum, Rob Smith Online, U.S. Minority, and somebody named Ali, and others, the right made, so he just listed a bunch of Twitter coons, um, the right made tremendous headway in reaching the black community, we cannot allow that progress to be lost, I refuse to, he said, I want to forgive Kyle, but I cannot until he takes full responsibility for his actions at 16. You know that the word nigger is wrong. It shouldn't take a school shooting to teach you that. Less excuses, more responsibility. And I will be happy to forgive him as will many. And to those of you telling me to just get over it, the words I have for you are just far too inappropriate and callous for me to share on this app. And because I have restraint, even at the age of 16, and apparently rarity, I will not share them. All right. So um, and then he goes on to say he replied to Kyle's um, apology. Um, he says, with all due respect, the comments you made referring to black athletes as major jocks were more than callous and inflammatory. I appreciate your apology, but please don't dilute the severity of the words you spoke. I serve a God of second chances, but this isn't a statement that takes responsibility for the words you spoke. Being 16 isn't an excuse to use the N-word 50 plus times. Just as me, being currently 16 wouldn't be an excuse to make anti-Semitic comments. Right? So he's talking that talk. So CJ's talking that talk. Because uh, you know a lot of times, uh, even those on the left, even uh, so-called uh, black Democrats, uh, they don't understand racism when it's not blatant in your face nigger 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 
they don't understand that you know what i'm saying they don't understand uh that refined racism they don't they don't understand that they don't understand the whole system of racism white supremacy they just think racism is some is a white person just saying nigger 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 it ain't the you know the disparity in uh the wealth gap it's not it doesn't look like that it's not um the uh, the housing laws being you know unfair housing practices it's, it's not shit like that they don't understand that they just think it's just a blatant somebody calling you a nigger or somebody you know attacking you just for being black right so um cj you know some of the responses to his tweets you know this is where he got his wake-up call somebody said uh drop it cj seriously a teenager trying to be edgy in a private chat is not interesting or worth wasting anyone's time on and somebody said this just stop they agreed with that tweet and somebody said disappointed that C the cj pearson unforgiving attitude is being used to malign the entire conservative movement let it go um it's sad we give the word so much power cj needs to get off his high horse you uppity ass nigger no they didn't say that part but that's what they were thinking when they they tweeted that out get off your high horse who's that who's that nigga up on that nag there <laughs> Uh, here's another one. You are awesome, CJ, but you played right into their hands, meaning the left. Uh, you should have handled it privately and presented a public united front. I hope Kyle Kashuv, Kashuv is a better friend to you when the mud is slung in your direction. Uh, let's see here. Um, judge him by how he handles his mistakes. He apologized. He was 16 and kids makes mistakes. Uh, let's see here. Who died and made you king? <laughs> they didn't put that they didn't put that n word on there uh good luck to you cj you're a great guy but one day it'll be your turn uh it could be a callous remark you made or maybe it'll be something completely made up but the media will take it run with it and crucify you for it going along with their narrative won't prevent it mm. Mm. let's see here uh i agree with you but now you're giving them power meaning the left and refusing to even entertain the idea of his apology don't be the same kind of hypocrite you say you dislike um let's see here let's see oh here we go i love you i do but this one needs to be let go you are making a talking point for the left uh, he is not a racist, even you know it, and this is just getting petty at this point. Be better than this. Walk away. Don't die on this hill. Um, let's see here. Uh, this needs to stay off social media. It is not the place to resolve anything. You'll have people constantly playing one against another, one, one against the other. Uh, keep it off the web. Okay, here's a woman. Uh, she says, CJ, I am 68 years old. Now I, I was waiting on this. Uh, would and would never have thought to use those words when I was 16. However, do you as a young person think the use of the N and D word in rap contributed to desensitizing young people to their use? I do. So here it is. Uh, let's blame the rappers for the N word. This is just like, like I said before, going back to Don Imus when he said nappy headed hoes, and then all of a sudden it turned into uh, rappers saying the N word and saying hoes. Like uh, Don Imus was really out here blasting goddamn NWA, you know what I'm saying, on his way to work and shit like that. They always do that when a white person. Uh, says the n-word it always turns into well them niggas who them niggas who rap say it i remember i was watching um 
a clip of what's that, that what's that skeletal looking white woman on Fox News? There's so many of them. Um, I forgot that woman's name, but she was trying to. There was some incident, and she was trying to talk about Jay Z's uh, the story of OJ. And you know, you just know how the uh, the chorus go, and it's like still nigga. You know, rich nigga, poor nigga, real nigga, faux nigga. You know, just. Uh, um, that she was trying to read that and just trying to say, you know, well, he's saying it now and is is pretty much a play on no matter what type of black person you are in a system of racism, white supremacy, you're always viewed as a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I was waiting on somebody to uh, bring rap into it. And I'm glad somebody used this excuse. This woman's name is Miriam Irvine. And I'm, I'm proud of you, Miriam, for staying on code. Um, let's see here. Here's another one. CJ, you're assuming because he hasn't apologized that there's a genuine racial hate in his heart, which is nonsense. Everyone, and I mean everyone, has said things in the past they wish they could take back. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh yeah, here's here's a good one. Kyle is totally in the wrong for doing this, but will someone please check on him? This is the type of thing that could cause someone deep, deep depression. So when white folks get caught saying nigga, they go into a deep depression. <laughs> Is that what you trying to tell me? Uh, let's see here. Uh, CJ, your feelings have been made clear. You are now harping. It's unattractive. You and Kyle should work this out privately between the two of you and no longer in the public forum. When you make a mistake, is this how you want to be treated? So apparently this motherfucker typed out or wrote out nigger jocks or the N-word 50 plus times according to CJ. I didn't see the video or the screenshots, whatever the fuck it was. But that ain't that wasn't a fucking mistake. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, he doesn't need to apologize. He said he's embarrassed by it and that he's used, used it to learn and make himself a better person. That's better than an apology, which could be meaningless. Perhaps this should go private. And then CJ actually chimed in. He said, I've reached out to him privately. He's ignored me. I think that speaks to his level of sincerity here. Um, let's see here. Oh, CJ, given how strongly you feel about this, I doubt you will truly forgive him even if he says I'm sorry a million times. Deep down, you will always hang this over his head internally. And then people started... Um, uh, tweeting his he had a tweet from January 6th uh, CJ Pearson did so people start hitting him back with his own tweet uh, they started it, it was a tweet he um, he tweeted out god damn it uh, he sent out a tweet and back in January and he said the outrage culture we live in and this is CJ Pearson the little high yellow coon the outrage culture we live in in which people pretend to be offended by things people said years ago or when they were young and unmatured, as if people cannot grow and evolve, is so unhealthy. We can and must do better as a society. Mm, this tea is very hot, CJ. Very hot. Very hot. And then here's the last one. Uh, CJ, your feel there's so many in his replies. But uh, CJ, your feelings and reactions are entirely valid. And right now, in the name of principle, you're blowing this up on Twitter and your timeline possibly damaging Kyle's future over something he did long before any of us knew his name. You're playing win-lose. You both deserve better. Hmm. Fascinating. So, um, I just, just want to know, like, 
you doing all that cooning, it still ain't helping a goddamn thing because it don't matter if the per if the white person if the white supremacist is a democrat republican gay straight they know the code of racism white supremacy is the law of the land that is their social welfare program and they will live and die by it they can have all these subgroups and these little infighting and civil wars and all this other shit but racism white supremacy is the law of the land and it's a global phenomenon and uh what my man uh hove say in the story of oj we gotta switch up the words though uh i'm not black i'm cj okay hold this hell my nigga you win perfect all right so moving on to not all heroes wear capes uh you know who we gotta give it to we gotta give it to the to the young homie Lil Nas X uh, for riding his old town road wave till he can't no more. Uh, not only has the song just blew up to proportions we ain't never seen before, uh, and the little dude is getting paid. He partnered with Wrangler Jeans to drop a capsule, and it included jeans with uh, Wrangler written on the booty, uh, a denim shirt, denim shorts, and some fire ass tees. Um, ladies are loving the shorts and Wrangler said that they'll restock them soon they actually sold out the shorts are they like some little Daisy Dukes and it's like Wrangler written in cursive and uh, I did buy a shirt now I ain't on front I'm a rocking on vacation this summer I did buy a shirt it says like Old Town Road on the front and then on the back it has a uh, Wrangler on my booty written so it, it's, it's a fire ass t-shirt and uh you know what's crazy though once wrangler announced that on their instagram for the capsule collection uh man the bigots just came out of the woodworks they were talking about wrangler should stick to his roots um they're saying that rap aka blacks you know will drive the price of wrangler up like carhartt and timberland and that they need to stick to traditional cowboy clothes and it was just so much coded language in the replies but most of the black folks just went in there and drowned them all out let me see if i saved any of them uh, screenshots let me see if i did um let's see here um da, 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 da. Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah, I did save some of them. Uh, so, since when did jeans become something about race? Nobody said only white people can wear Wranglers. Nobody said black people or any other person of color can't be a cowboy. Some of the best cowboys in uh, rodeo are a different culture and skin color. But Wrangler is definitely getting away from the cowboy spirit. Uh, I love all kinds of music, including some rap, but this ain't cowboy anymore. Sad to see Wrangler heading in this direction. And this woman, her username is Nick, uh, and it has a bunch of K's in it, so she's looking funny in the light. <laughs> uh, let's see here, some guy named Agent Orange uh, J. Koo 
said uh please tell us this isn't true we understand you gotta make money somehow but these musicians are gonna hurt wrangler like the rappers that hurt carhartt last thing i want to do is pay 60 dollars for a pair of pants that has always cost me 22.79 and wrangler said some of our high price point collections are limited run and feature premium product customization if you like more information about our wrangler lil nas x collection please reach out to our consumer relations department at 888-784-8571 or wranglerweb at contourbrands.com uh let's see here um Wrangler has been the gene brand of outdoorsmen, farmers, and workers. I don't think this is a good campaign to run for this gene brand. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, can't believe Wrangler stooped to that level. Uh, stop trying to conform and stay loyal to your roots. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, great job, Wrangler. Um, oh, this one guy saying, this is how you lose customers. And <laughs> his name is Austin underscore Dowdy 63. And they said, Wrangler said, thank you for your feedback, Austin. The Wrangler Lil Nas X collection is a limited edition collection created to celebrate this era of music, culture, and style. <laughs> and then some guy named Jonathan DL.10 said, Seriously, man, all I've ever worn is Wranglers, and this is the company that makes the same jeans I weld in. Uh, quite the same. Good lord. And, uh, yeah. Let's see here. Oh, Catfish Farmer says, I'm sick. I went all Wrangler when Levi went anti-gun because Wrangler was the true cowboy brand. But of course, they can't stay true to their consumers and try to appease totally different audience that had to Google what Wrangler was when he mentioned it in that rap song. Black folks been knowing what Wrangler was. We used to flame niggas for wearing Wranglers because you got them at Kmart for $8 and you got them in husky sizes. <laughs> Uh, but that was just some of the comments and uh, after I saw that on IG last week I went straight to wrangleronmybooty.com and copped me a t-shirt I was like I gotta support this brother I gotta fight the good fight with my dollars and uh, them goddamn shirts were not so expensive they like 40 bucks a pop but I had a coupon code and <laughs> I would have bought a couple more and I would have bought that denim jacket if it wasn't fucking 100 bucks but uh, just shout out to uh, Lil Nas X. And did y'all see that video of him? It just surfaced a couple days ago when he went to a, a, a grade school, an elementary school, and he performed the song. Them kids was lit. Like you, like it, it was like the equivalent of uh, of uh, when Michael Jackson be showing up at the rest of peace showed up to the marinas like in Europe and shit, and people was like yelling and screaming and passing out. Them little kids got litty two titty up in that bitch <laughs> but i love it it's a fun song uh, i know it's like a one hit wonder type vibe or whatever uh, i hope you can just just make all the money that you can i know you're gonna be uh you know out traveling performing that fucking song at everywhere in stadiums and you know uh schools um carnivals fairs i don't know everywhere but brother secure your bag and get that goddamn money um also uh we gotta say uh we have to uh say not all heroes wear capes we have to give it to dollar tree also so Lil nas x is gonna share this with the dollar tree um they just announced 
that they're going to start selling liquor. <laughs> the Dollar Tree. I don't know. I don't know. I know a lot of my folks on the coast. I don't know. Do y'all got Dollar Trees? I'm not sure. But I know them shit is popping here in the Midwest, though. The Dollar Tree be slapping. And it's, And if y'all don't know what the Dollar Tree is, it's just a store where every fucking thing inside that bitch is $1 or less. But like what's less is like the candy bars. They like 80 cents or some 80, 79 cents or 89 cents, some shit like that. But every fucking thing in there is one dollar. And it's amazing for birthdays because you can get a bouquet of balloons, like five balloons for five bucks. And they blow them up with helium and shit like that, which is fire. Right. And um, also, if you got the munchies, after you've been hitting that Grinchy Green or some shit like that or smoking that Sherm. <laughs> But uh, uh, yeah, you can go in there and just ball out. You had like five dollars, and you just like, all right, let me get this bag of chips. Let me get this box of mashed potatoes. <laughs> let me get a frozen Twix, and let me get a Gatorade, and let me get a honey bun. You know what I'm saying? Some shit like that. And uh, there's actually some cute stuff in there, especially for uh, uh, like kids. Like you, you know, you can give a kid like uh, ten bucks and send them in a Dollar Tree, and they just feel like a millionaire. You know what I'm saying? They in there, they gonna buy candy, they gonna buy a bunch of toys and juice and shit like that, just going crazy. You know, you give a kid $10 in the Dollar Tree, they gonna be in that bitch for three hours trying to decide, you know, how to ball out, you know, cause they gonna keep running back and forth. They're like, oh man, if I buy this gun for a dollar, then I won't be able to buy these headphones or something, you know, they just plotting and everything, thinking of tax and shit like that. But they, about a thousand stores in the Dollar Tree chain are about to start selling liquor. And they just announced that, uh, what was that, today? Uh, yeah, 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 this Thursday, yeah, today, and, um, that's, that's just amazing to me, I love it, I love it, I know if, uh, Dollar Tree, uh, about, what, 10, 12 years ago, they were selling, uh, liquor back then, and it was a dollar, I wouldn't be doing this podcast, I'd probably be, shit, I'd be probably fucking knee-deep in Pampers or some shit like that, because I didn't, got about nine, ten baby mamas, you know what I'm saying, hitting that hard bottle for a dollar, <laughs> drunk off the cold duck <laughs> or some schlitz or some shit like that but they saying about a thousand stores uh in the dollar tree chain will begin selling liquor and then it also is going to expand the freezers and coolers um in about because they the same company also owns the family dollar now family dollar now that's all that's that all all that secondhand rate shit you know what i'm saying that's always that weird size shit you know and it's a little bit cheaper um but what's uh, what, why they're doing this, though, is because uh, all these damn tariffs and this beef uh, the Cheeto and Chief has with China is raising the, the price on imports and export, well, imports from China. And so, excuse me, y'all know that uh, Dollar Tree, mo- this shit, I think they said close to, was it 40% of their products come from China? So you're probably, and then they also said... Um, which sucks this sucks right here they're going to start something called the dollar tree plus um a new label or some shit like that where uh things are going to be a little bit more than a dollar you know be up until now you know they always restricted shit to a dollar and um i know uh, somebody advised 
um, the Dollar Tree team that they need to start raising prices and shit like that because they've been losing money for years. Um, but they just always wanted to stay true to that. But these tariffs uh, on the imports is just too expensive and i guess they're losing too much money so i that's that's one reason that they're gonna start selling cheap liquor but um i know some of that shit probably gonna i know that damn vodka or whatever they're gonna carry hard and clear you know whether it's tequila or vodka that shit gonna be like 88 percent rubbing alcohol <laughs> but shout out to dollar tree trying to do what they can to keep the lights on i see you player all right so moving on to the last portion of the show health over wealth you know what i say without your health you cannot enjoy your wealth so this uh quote comes from uh mike shersheski shersheski coach k it comes from coach k the dude coach uh he says to be successful you have to learn to do things you don't like you find ways to like the process and make the most of that time which is true uh, I'm going to start some. I'm working on a project right now, and uh, I'm hating it right now. I've been working on it low key, and um, hopefully I'll support it once it drops, um, which will probably be sometime next year. But um, I have to learn to just stay focused and just to keep on trekking and doing it, because at times it just feels boring, and. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like, is this the right thing that I'm doing? I keep questioning myself, um, but it puts that butterfly in my chest, you know, that feeling you get when you're on the cusp of doing something big. So it's like, you got to keep going, you know, um, you have to keep doing what you're doing. Um, so hopefully, you know, that will inspire y'all, you know, to know that I'm going through something where I'm doing something new and yeah, hopefully it has a huge payoff meaning that you know i can share a gift with the world you know what i'm saying like one of those types of type of things so um i just plan on uh to continue to grind on this project and make it do what it do um so i will keep y'all updated Uh, i'm not gonna say exactly what the project is until it's finished because you know i just really don't want uh to jinx anything or to you know uh welcome any unwanted vibes if that makes sense so and you know i always say if you're working on something try to keep it close to your chest and uh you know you just kind of reveal it after you start you know um producing or it's actually produced you know what i'm saying so uh so can't nobody throw off your flow so my problem is is just staying in the flow of it but uh, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep uh, pushing through and uh, keep on rolling this boulder until we get to the mountaintop. All right. So nothing but love and respect to y'all out there. And if y'all working on a project, keep going, keep working on it and it shall pay off. Um, but, you know, uh, I love y'all. And uh, you know what? I will see y'all next week. Um, yeah, I think that's it. One.